Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. All right, here we go. Brand new Flyers Daily for the 3rd of March, 2023. Today is NHL trade deadline day. Trade uh, the deadline is today at 3 o'clock. And uh, the hours that are left are ticking by rather quickly. Now, in all transparency, we're recording this on Thursday night. So if a deal happens between the time of recording and when you're hearing this, perhaps I'll put an addendum out. Uh, if it happens overnight, we'll get to it as quickly as possible. But uh, stay tuned to at Philadelphia Flyers uh, Twitter handle at NHL Flyers. And the latest updates will be there as well. Obviously, a couple expiring contracts, James Van Riemsdyk, Justin Braun, perhaps Patrick Brown could be options for teams. And uh, a lot of scuttlebutt out there about some pretty big names like Kevin Hayes and Ivan Provorov, who John Tortorella was asked about in yesterday's press conference, which we'll give to you momentarily. Now, I am giving you guys a lot of press conferences lately, especially in the last week, because for me to summarize some of the press conferences, I'd rather you hear what the dignitaries, either John Tortorella or Chuck Fletcher or whoever the press conference is from, uh, from them, not me. So that's why we're giving you a little bit more of that in the last uh, week or so of episodes. And we'll do that again. And I thought Torch was, again, really transparent and really well thought out. And he has just brought this quadruple dose of honesty. And I've said this quite a bit that Torts is a guy because you always know where you stand with him. Whether you're on his team, whether you're a media member, whether you're somebody that works in the organization, <laughs> he'll always tell you what he's thinking about what you're wearing, about anything. And he's a guy that I say walks around with a full-length mirror and holds it up to you so that you can see what you are or what you're being or how you're playing or how you're conducting yourself. Because the mirror don't lie. We as people, we can lie to ourselves all we want. But when you lay down in bed at night and you're by yourself, maybe you're not by yourself, good on you. Uh, but when you lay and you got your just your thoughts to yourself, you have to be honest with yourself. And that's what torts has brought. And, you know, we look at things when it comes to obviously political figures or public figures or players, coaches, managers, general managers, organizations. And we kind of look at them through the lens of an approval rating. You know, we look at things, we, we judge things on an overall approval rating. And we tend to judge them on, you know, grade, a grading scale. And we all come to our concluded grades based on what we like what our experiences are, what we appreciate, what we value more than maybe somebody else does, like physical play or like speed or with a coach, like transparency, like a concise and consistent message. You know, sports has never been about telling the truth. It's just not. Managers in sports for years have given the voted or dreaded vote of confidence to a coach or a manager. And the next day they get canned. <laughs> That's just the way it is. There's a lot of diversion and those kind of things. But we tend to judge those in power and, you know, the public athletes, the professional athletes and coaches, and like I said, on an approval rating. 
And I would have to think that even though the team, since the start of February from a results standpoint, is struggling, for those paying close attention and looking at how John Tortorella is putting his stamp on this franchise, I would imagine that his approval rating right now is at an all-time high as a coach of the Philadelphia Flyers. Now, when he came in, there was a large portion of people like me that were approving of the hire from the jump. There were other people that were like, eh, isn't he kind of a retread, been there, done that? Isn't he going to get fired in a year and a half anyway? Not knowing that he actually has really long tenures as an NHL head coach. But, you know, that he hasn't evolved. I think we've seen a lot of evolution, learned a lot about John Tortorella as a coach with these press conferences like you're going to hear today. And, you know, the approval rating for Torts, I would imagine right now, based on where the franchise is, like he said, that the clip that he played said at the end of last night's press conference, not last night, the night before, about the Ranger fans in the building. And he said on the radio yesterday on 97.5 The Fanatic with the best show ever, he said that, you know, what's going to sell tickets is not gimmicks and giveaways. It's winning. And we got to get back to winning to pack that building. And really, winning is the ultimate deodorant in sports. And fans want to come and see a winner. And I, I talked about this on my Stick to Hockey show yesterday, that I went out for warm-ups during the game, before the game against the Rangers. And I'm watching the Flyers warm up, and I'm watching the Rangers warm up, and I'm looking over, you know, at Mika Zibanejad and Artemi Panarin and Chris Kreider and Vladimir Tarasenko and Adam Fox and... Jacob Truba and Igor Shosturkin, knowing they got Patrick Kane, who wasn't in the lineup that night. And I was just looking at the team going, man, it must be an exciting time to be a Ranger fan. And this is something that I shouldn't feel, having been in the media, pseudo-media, whatever it is I've been in for 28 years. But I was jealous that there's that kind of buzz around a team, and it's not the Flyers. Like, I felt it to my core. The last time I felt that feeling, I was actually standing or sitting in the very same place. I was on the Flyers bench in 2010 after the Blackhawks won the Cup. And I sat there for 90 minutes that night when I got done the postgame show and watched the Blackhawk players. It was their first of the three Cups in five years in 2010. And I watched the Blackhawk players with the coaches, the management, the team staff, their families, girlfriends, wives, kids, skate on that ice and just have a great time with the cup. And I watched it for 90 minutes, just sat there. I figured, you know what? You don't see this every day. It sucks that they won the cup in Philadelphia and it's not the Flyers out there. But it was something I felt like I should watch. And I haven't had that feeling since. I, As you guys know, I try and separate myself with emotion of being a fan and being analytical because I know you guys don't want to wake up to me screaming and yelling every day. It's the last way you want to start your day with me yelling. Sometimes I get mad, but measured. But I hadn't had that feeling looking at the Rangers knowing Patrick Kane was going to join them the next night since 2010. And I was jealous. 
damn it, I was jealous. I've been I've been reeling all day on Thursday. Like angry about it. Now, the approval rating, back to that, there's ebbs and flows in an approval rating. You know, Flyers went through a 10-game winless skit earlier this season. Imagine the approval rating took a hit for Torts then. Then, after the holiday break, come back on the 29th, they have a really good month of January. But then the wheels kind of fell off a bit again. And the approval rating kind of goes up and down. Now, based on Torts' recent messaging, and albeit, the messaging that he's the message that he's delivered has not been positive in nature. It hasn't been definitive timelines and this is when we're going to be good and it's not that far off. It's been exactly the opposite. We got to get better. We made this bed. We have to sleep in it. We have to get better. It's going to take time. But we got to do it the right way. We can't cut corners. But it's incredibly honest. It has not been a positive message, but it has been an honest message. And that is what is needed. Now, he has honesty with his players. You're going to hear him talk about it again in conversations that he has with Kevin Hayes, in conversations he's had with Ivan Provorov. And those conversations aren't always fun conversations. Most times they're not one-on-ones. It's usually a one-on-one to bring something to a head so a player knows where he stands. Now, as somebody who grew up playing the game of hockey, I've been coaching it for a very long time, since 2006. I think I'm done now, but at the youth level. But as a player, I always wanted to know exactly where I stood. As an employee at a company, I always wanted to know where I stood. I never wanted to wonder what my boss, my manager, my bosses, the company, or anybody was thinking about my job performance. Always wanted to know. If I mess up, tell me. I'm a big boy. I can handle it. And when I mess up, I will tell you that I messed up. And I will fall on the sword. And I will do my damnedest to not repeat it. I think that honesty is paramount. That's one of the reasons why I my approval rating of torts is very high. Now, the timeline, you know, Torch is going to talk about in this press conference, guys like Kevin Hayes, 30 years old. Does he fit into the timeline? And he basically says, I'm not sure. He's not going to blow smoke and tell you that he does if he doesn't. He's not going to tell you he doesn't if he doesn't know that yet. But everything's got to be looked at. And that's the key. That's the big key. And it's got to be looked at without rose-colored glasses and with a big 16-ounce cup of sodium pentothal, also known as truth serum. That's what's going to move things in the right direction properly. Honesty at all turns. Patience. And I know that's a hard thing to ask for. I do. Because watching that Ranger team in warm-up and the jealousy I had, you know, I knew they put out that letter a couple of years ago, and they were going to say, we're going to take a step back and we're going to rebuild this thing. Well, theirs was a little different than the Flyers, obviously. They had Mika Zibanejad. They had Chris Kreider. They had some pretty high-end pieces. Adam Fox forced his way there. Great player on the blue line. They traded for Jacob Truba. 
Made him the captain. Very savvy move. I love Jacob Truba. It's a guy I said the Flyers should be interested in. I thought he'd be a star here. Uh, you look at, obviously, Panarin. Wanted to go to one place, New York City. Played for the Rangers at Madison Square Garden. You look at some of the other pieces. Igor Shosturkin, they had him coming. So it happened really fast for the Rangers. Lord, I hope it's that fast for the Flyers. But I don't know that it's going to be. And I don't know that it would be fair for me ex- to expect it to be. Well, every team in any kind of rebuild, retool, whatever you want to call it, comes at it from a different position. Flyers are not going to strip it down to the studs and start over. They need to be on the arc of moving up now. Now, there's going to be some addition by subtraction. There's going to be some players that go that just don't fit what they're doing. It's not to say they're not good hockey players. It's just that they don't fit what's going on here, either from a style of play standpoint, an age standpoint, going back to Kevin Hayes, or whatever it might be. So where it goes from here, I don't know. But the approval rating right now for John Tortorella, I would imagine, is pretty high. It's not high for everybody in the organization. I know that. We're not blind to that. I'm not blind to that. But for John Tortorella, it's probably pretty high. And in my opinion, it should be very high. So let's hear from him. Here's him addressing the media yesterday after Flyers practice. practice for you, given the deadline is so close, does anything change for you? Are you around with Chuck and management to kind of go over things? We've gone over what we need to go over. Are you expecting some decisions probably to come down soon? I guess kind of as a follow-up with that as a coach, at this point, you know, obviously you have to deal with our questions, but are you just kind of looking forward to this being done, the deadline? I mean? Yeah, I, I don't it, – it, doesn't affect me. It, it, who it affects are the uh, if, if some guys are going to get moved, especially the guys with expiring contracts. Those are the guys you always talk about. It's them thinking about what they're going to do with their families, this, that, the other thing. Me, it's another day at the office, getting ready to play. And uh, if if they have questions, I'm there for them to answer questions as far as where everything sits, all that. But um, doesn't really affect me. Uh, I just have a tremendous amount of respect for the players that have to think about it, and and I try to help them as best I can. Do you see them in maybe locker rooms that you've coached have a sigh of relief after this? Um, depends what situation you're in. You know, we're um, we're selling. Uh, I, I you're in locker rooms when you're trying to get there and and get better. I think that's a whole different type situation. Uh, but this has been talked about. Guys know what their contracts are. Uh, the guys know that could be moved. Um, they're pros. They're adults, and they just go about their business. Patrick Brown is uh, came back from injury, and he's established himself here as a pretty good uh, special teams player and so forth. What have you seen from his game? He just seems like he's one of those guys you'd like to have. In the locker room. Uh, plays hard. Um, a penalty killer, face-off guy. Uh, he's been okay. I wouldn't say great, but okay. And uh, but the thing I always respect about Brownie is he, he he's always ready to compete. And uh, uh, as we're trying to build the standard here, um, he has stood in there in that part of it. That's for sure. John, um, we obviously talked with Chuck earlier this week, and we talked to him a little bit about Kevin Hayes and. 
admitted that you know Kevin, because of his age, might not necessarily fit the, the, the timeline. I guess where do you see him? Obviously, you know, he's playing on the wing this year. It's been an odd year. He scored a ton. Do you still think he can fit the, the timeline for when you guys contend? Uh, it, it depends what, you know, it, I, I think a general manager, I don't want to speak for Chuck, I, I think you're always trying to improve your team, okay? And uh, when players uh, are getting up in, in the 30s, and we're in this process here trying to get younger, but also try to stay competitive while we're doing that, uh, his name has to be brought up, uh, has to be talked about. So um, is it, I guess that's the best way of putting it. You have to listen, you, you have to explore. Uh, I've been very honest with Kevin as we've gone through here. You guys think we argue, but we don't. We've, we've, we've handled ourselves as as two men just speaking on situations, whether it be his play, whether it be the deadline, uh, where he fits. Th those have been honest conversations between him and I. Um, so again, I don't know where it all goes. There's, uh, Chuck hasn't talked to me about anything with Kevin uh, to this time, but his name is certainly in conversations just because of where we are in the process and where he is in his career. How does the, the flip side of that might be somebody Obviously, the team, you know, you're, you're not worried, you're not thinking about him in the same way you would a 30 year old mm -hmm. player of any kind, certainly not given the position he plays. Mm -hmm. do, do you, as a coach, look for, I don't know, maybe every player is different, but look for signs of like, not fatigue, but like the toll of a grind? Ah. Does that, at 24 You guys that talk him into being tired. You do, especially goalies. Uh, I, I know it's a different position. Uh, we we really work at and concentrate on our schedule as far as rest for our team. Well, I'm almost I'm not even talking about physically so much yeah. as I am like, you know, he's 24 entering the prime yeah. of his career. Yeah. And maybe came in the league thinking by this time, um, I'd be in a club that's competing for a Stanley yeah. Cup. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, do you have to work on him at all in that regard? Manage as far as like mental approach, as staying sharp, as as understanding that he's part of he's been you guys are. he's been aces this year. Yeah. As far as his preparation, uh, how he handles himself, uh, uh, a, a kid that came in early, and for me maybe too early at certain time at a certain time in his career. When I'm not sure all the situations going on here at that time with you, with this city of goaltending problems. Um, but nah, he is. Uh, I he, I don't even think of that because I, I think he's handled himself as a pro. He's been uh, consistently probably our best player uh, throughout the year. Uh, that doesn't even cross my mind. He has been uh, uh, a great professional, and his preparation is impeccable. Going back to Kevin Hayes, when you were first hired here, you talked about the players that you were most looking forward to meeting, and you mentioned that you were looking forward to working with. Kevin and he, you saw that he was an important piece up the middle of the ice for the team. I guess to now be in this place for you where you're talking about the prospect of him potentially getting traded in the future may not line up with the timeline of this team. How frustrating or disappointing is it just to have that conversation? No, it, it, it isn't frustrating or disappointing. It is what it is. Uh, I am, I will not lie to a player. Uh, I won't. They, they don't deserve that. And, um, Kevin and I have gone round and round. He sat one game. Was it one game? 
moved him to wing. Uh, uh, he hasn't been happy at certain times, and he shouldn't be. If you sit out a game, you never should be happy. I'd worry if you were happy or accepted it. Um, I'm sure has different thoughts about some of the some of the positions I put him in, the ice time, all that comes with a player. Um, but we we've talked about it and uh, have had very honest conversations about his mindset, about where I'm at, where I'm at with him. Uh, so there's there's no there's no gray area there between Kevin and I as far as w what I think uh, about where we are as a team, uh, how it affects him. Um, and I make sure in that because I don't think a player should be held in a area of, of what's going on. And uh, yeah, so especially with Kevin, because we've had a number of conversations about this subject, you know, where he sits with the team. Is he part of it? Is he not? Those conversations will stay between Kevin and I, but I've been uh, totally upfront with him. In terms of kind of where he's come from that point to where he is now, do you see him as part of the long-term solution here as well? I'll put it to you this way. I, I, I think Provy, um, I, I, I think he has been really good. Uh, I, uh, when I first started coaching him, uh, I'm sure he doesn't like some of the things that have gone on as far as conversations at certain times this year, which is, to me, it's, it's just another day at the office when that happens. It, I think if there's honesty, honesty between a player and a coach, there's always going to be disagreements. But as long as you handle it the right way, saying it to person, saying it to the person, and him saying it to you, whatever he needs to say, which he has and which I have, then let's go. And I think he has played. He, he's been a great competitor, uh, has handled a lot of things that we've asked of him, has uh, begrudgingly and, and probably is still upset of some things that have gone on, but he goes out and plays every night. So I don't have one problem with the way Provy's handled himself this year and how he's played. Uh, so these, I'm not sure where it's all coming from here as far as his name being popped up. Uh, he's been a huge part of this team. Over the last couple of years, as a team hasn't played well, did he express frustration to you about where things had gone? And are you confident that you guys are kind of getting it on the right path again? Who, where, where the team is? Yeah. I, I haven't talked, I don't talk to the players as far as, uh, they, they know what the process is. They, they know how I feel, how we have to do this. I've been very public about that. So they know that. But to sit with Provy and say this, this, and this, no, uh, that's not my job. Uh, Chuck is the general manager. I, I coach, I handle the locker room. I put players in situations in, in order to go through this process. But to, to sit down and break down the plan to each player, no. Uh, uh, the thing about Provy, he, he uh, you know, some of the situation that he was in, uh, you know, with, the, with this situation there as far as him not warming up, uh, he just plays, you know. There's, there's no nonsense to him. He, he's not. Uh, he doesn't care about the drama. He doesn't care about what you guys say. Yeah. He goes out and plays, and that's what I've I've really truly respected about him. And I wasn't sure when I first met him how it was how he's going to handle my coaching. I don't think he was sure. Uh, I, I think there's been a little roundabout way we've gone through it and, and gone through some situations. But I know each and every night he puts the uniform on, 
we're going to have no problem with his compete and how he's going to play. And that's what I truly respect about him. How do you decide when it merits a one-on-one conversation versus letting them work through it themselves? Yeah, it hasn't been many one-on-ones. Um, uh, sometimes they just manufacture, they're skating around. Uh, I, I'm not a big one-on-one guy in the office. I think it, it's the wrong setting to sit at a desk. I'm the coach, you're the player. And let's talk. I, I, I'd rather do it on the boards, uh, uh, maybe uh, in the hallway, maybe in the weight room. Uh, I think it's better that way. I, I think it's more an even plane, uh, where I think the player feels uh, freely to speak. Uh, see, that, that's the thing. I, I think I sometimes get put in a box. It's my way or the highway. It is the absolute opposite. I want the information. I want the player to have the opportunity uh, to express himself, then I get to understand him better, especially my first year being here. Um, does it cause conflict at times? Absolutely. Uh, but I, I, I think it's healthy. And uh, so not a lot of one-on-ones, a uh, couple on the ice. Sometimes a player does want to initiate the one-on-one, and I am more than willing to sit anywhere he wants to. And so I kind of leave it up to them if they want to do that. I, I, I just believe in... Uh, my coaching style, I like doing it right out in the open uh, because when you're coaching you, I'm also coaching all of you. And I think that's, uh, I, I think we're a group of men together uh, for the common goal and we sh- nothing should be hidden. It should be all transparent. So we do it out front. Speaking, speaking of the trade deadline, generally Owen Tippett now has been here for almost a year. How much, and he's early in his development, and he has a long way to go in his career, but how much is his case and his story an example of like the, just the benefit of having a fresh start somewhere else? Yeah, yeah. I, I think he, and, and again, I'm not sure what happened in Florida, but I think he got lost there a little bit, uh, maybe through personnel. Uh, um, uh, I'm, I'm not sure how many games he played in the minors and all that. I, uh, but w- what you see from Tip is he's earned it. Uh, I mean, I played him 25 minutes last night, played him 18 after two. Um, as I said last night, he's looking at me wanting more. Uh, it, it's a, it, it's a really good, uh, just a form of watching a player earn his ice time. Uh, watching a player just go about his business very quietly, pretty quiet kid, and just work at his game. And I think he's beginning to find himself. I, the, the biggest improvement Tip has made for me and I've, I've ex- expressed it to you guys, is when he had a bad game, God, did he have a bad game. You know, he, he just, I couldn't find him. Now when he's not dead on, it's you still can find him. You still see him. He's not, he's not exactly where you want to be and, and still hasn't learned the consistency of all that, but he hasn't fallen off the cliff. I, I think that's a huge improvement uh, for a young man as he tries to find his way. There he is, John Tortorella addressing the media after Flyers practice. And uh, another big dose of transparency and honesty from Torts. Everybody, we'll be back tomorrow. Flyers still won't be back in action tomorrow. They're not back till Sunday against Detroit. Today's deadline day. We'll react to everything that happens or maybe react to things that don't happen, both with the Flyers and around the NHL. So join us tomorrow on a brand new Flyers Day. Forward yesterday makes me want stay what they said was real makes me want to steal
Take time.